know, I love the fact that this industry has grown as big as it has. And I also love the fact that technology has helped it grow too. Like these tools are bringing people together globally. Like it's just constantly evolving and there's, there's constantly new ways to communicate and it allows you to reach people and the amount of people you can reach is exponentially growing. Like these everyday things we can do on the internet can turn us into global superstars, which is very, very cool. When you get a chance to hang out with Yarrow Stark, you say yes, today's that day. This is Jared Easley. You're listening to Start of the Doubts. Yarrow, welcome. How are you doing, sir? Uh, thank you for having me, Jared. It's, it's a pleasure. Yes, so this is the year 2017, the, the North American Yarrow extravaganza. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it means it's not a 14-hour flight for me to get here from Australia like it has been for the first 33 years of my life. Yes. So it means I flew in from San Francisco and before that Vancouver and before that Toronto. So it's all much shorter flights. That's the best part. It also means that I can keep doing that too. That to me, that's the, that's the most important thing. I don't, have you been to Australia before? I have not. Hope to fix that. You know, as you, when you do the flight there, you'll see that that's not a flight you want to do on a too frequent basis. I don't know how Darren Rouse does it. You know, Darren yeah, he, travels to a lot of events. He's over here more so. often. So. Yeah, I, I spoke to him. He doesn't even fly first class. That's the thing that blows my mind. Wow. He's still flying premium economy. He shouts for premium. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, yeah, we love those folks. Sits there too. and types away, and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man. So uh, why, why North America? Why the year of adventure? I mean, what's going on? few reasons. A, to get to more events, meet people like yourself in person, which I, you know, so many people I've known on the internet and read their websites, listen to their podcasts, watch them rise, start events. You know, I never met them in person. Uh, never yeah. been to an event outside of Australia uh, uh, until like the last three years. So that was one big driver was to get closer to North American events and just meet people face to face. Australia is getting too hot. And I wanted to live somewhere a little cooler. Canada is my, my other citizenship. So it gives yep. me an option to be in Canada. And Canada's close to Europe, close to America. So I, I'm a little bit dislocated is probably the best way to put it in the sense that I don't have a permanent home right now. I'm living in Airbnbs, living the laptop lifestyle, as I call it, just you know, writing in cafes and going from city to city. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. But I was the side of you that wants to have a home base. So you have your own bed your own routine, your own yoga class and all that. But uh, I can't complain about living in Airbnbs and seeing a lot of the world and, and having the freedom to do it whenever for as long as I like. And that's, right. that's pretty amazing. And it's likely this is kind of a season anyway. So I think season is the right way to put it. You go through yeah. seasons in your life. This is definitely yeah, a travel season a, for me. It's a fun time to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm thrilled. And, and right now, the, uh, the, I guess the primary location would be Vancouver. Is that true? Or? I am calling. I have bought a storage facility where I have my one bedroom worth of items in the storage <laughs> facility. So that is currently my base, and I have a post office box there as well for mail. So that's about <laughs> as settled as I am at the moment. <laughs> wow. So what are your plans? Where are you planning to go? I'm going to Europe for Eurovision, which mm. most Americans don't seem to know what Eurovision is. Are you familiar I'm with I'm actually your... not familiar with okay. it. Okay. So. It's a European song contest that's been going for 70-odd years. Wow. It's like the original song contest type show. Huge in Europe and surprisingly huge in Australia. So I grew up watching this show. It's, it's sort of like, you can imagine, it's not really American Idol, but you've got these, all these European countries submitting their best song with their, not always a super famous person, but there's a great singer. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of political because you've got all the countries voting for each other based on where they are in Europe. And it's, it's just, I grew up with it. And I, it was on my bucket list to go to a Eurovision 
It's in Ukraine this year. My dad is from Ukraine. My best friend's from Ukraine. Great excuse to go visit Ukraine. This is true. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to go there and, and spend a bit of time, I think, in Europe. I haven't been to Europe in eight years now. So I uh, might explore a few cities I've never been to, see if there's any events to go to in, in Europe. But I mean, I run my business wherever I go. So it's like I don't have kids, you know, not right. married. Yep. Um, don't have that feeling of needing to be nestled in a city for a long period of time right now, at least. And uh, the internet's been great to me financially. So I'm not going to be flying first class and buying full class tickets. I'll use my points to do that when I, when I need to. But um, it's possible, thankfully, to Airbnb and Uber and so many great services that I feel like I won't call every city home. But, you know, you land in a place like San Diego and you know where things are. Um, you Airbnb, you Uber. So you've got your car, you've got your house. And it feels almost as close to home without having the history, I guess, is the one thing you're missing is that sense of nostalgia as you walk down the streets. My nostalgia, it was, I was here 12 months ago for traffic and conversion. So I remember, oh, I walked along there and <laughs> that sort of thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, yesterday I was in the, you know, the main hallway and I, I looked up and I saw you and I've not met, had the chance to meet you. And, and so I, I, I got excited. I was like, it's Yaro. And, and I'm wondering, what's it like for you when you go to these events and, and then you're running into people that have been uh, following your journey, you <laughs> it's, know? It's incredible. I have to yeah. say, it's a weird feeling because, you know, the internet is, it's not that old. I'm not that old. Right. <laughs> but I'm old in internet years. You know, started in 98 with my first business, blogging in 2004, first podcast in 2005. Those were early days for all those sort of tools. And it surprises me how many people had, have read my blog, even if they're not reading it now. They may not have read it for five years, but in 2007 they were, or 2009 they were, it. or 2010 they were. Yep. And it, it goes to show how amazing the internet is for building connections and spreading brand awareness, touching people uh, all around the planet with, with writing. All I did was write words, tell stories from running my own business, and you know, not necessarily creating anything more than some sort of impact on other people growing their own businesses i guess i don't know how you know why or how you found my work and when you found my work but uh you know at some point i don't know you listen to a podcast or something so i love it but there's a real sense of you know like i don't know if you follow any sports right but sure. i follow tennis and there's a real sense of nostalgia with each new generation coming along respecting the previous generation and you know paying credit to what they learned from that generation and when i was growing up on the internet i remember saying like, oh, if it wasn't for, you know, Perry Marshall and Jeff Walker and Edmund Pagan and Rich Sheffrin and, and a lot of these internet marketer guys who, you know, they show me what you can do with email marketing and they show me what you can do with launches. And then Darren popped up with uh, ProBlogger sort of pioneering with blogging. And then there was, you know, more recently in the podcasting world, there's all these superstars starting to be born. Uh, Tim Ferriss, right. you know, Pat Flynn, John, uh, John Lee Dumas, uh, Lewis Howes. You know, so many people now are, and they're getting like Lewis is going to be on Ellen as we're talking right now, which is like it's about as mainstream as mainstream can get. And everything is growing and scaling to a new level. So I really love that I'm a part of it. I still feel like I am a part of it, but I also feel like I guess I'm, you know, I'm Pete Sampras while Roger Federer's playing right now. I'm retired uh, in some levels, yeah. you know, and, huh. uh, and that's an interesting feeling to have in an industry so young, you know. Right. So, yeah, definitely a unique feeling. one thing life lesson that you're learning right now you know i think especially with the kind of lifestyle i'm living right now i've been accused of not having a direction sometimes and not cementing my plans and you know being a bit wishy-washy with my decision making 
And part of that's because I have ultimate freedom. And it's an interesting situation that most people don't actually ever get to experience. I remember uh, talking to Tim Ferriss after he released the four-hour work week. And I loved the, I think it was the final chapter or the second last chapter in the first version of his book where he talked about most people are spending their entire life wishing they had more money. And then there's a select few people, the new rich as he called it, who managed to make enough money to then, not, not necessarily super rich, but they, they make whatever, $20,000 a month from the internet, covers their bills, allows them to travel, quit their job, do what they've always wanted to do. And they do it and they travel and they sit on the beach for two or three months and they go visit every place they've wanted to visit it. And then it, they, they reach this point where they're like, I'm actually really bored or I'm really aimless and I'm even getting depressed or possibly lonely or sad about it all, right? And that forces the person to actually ask a question, why am I doing something beyond I just need to make money? And I remember how important it was to first make money so you can truly ask yourself, what is it that you want to do with your time? Because um, I, I know money for me was the main goal for the first five, six, seven, eight years until I felt comfortable enough that I could go, okay, here's an opportunity to make more money, but I don't actually want to do the thing that will give me the money. So I'm going to say no to it. So I, I, I'm very grateful that I reached that point. But then this is the irony. Like I then started a startup company and I discovered that I hated being a startup founder. It's, it's way different from being a lifestyle entrepreneur. So I, ta- I kind of learned that. And now I feel like I'm learning what it's like to you know, not have a home and have this freedom and see the pros and the cons of that and trying to balance the staying on a direction and having a vision and having a goals for your life as well right. as for your business, yeah. as well as just from where you're living. You know, like I literally do not know where I'm going to be after Eurovision, like, which is in one and a half months. I do not know where I'm going to live. I don't know what country I'm going to be in. I know I'm going to be still running my business, but I actually don't even have any new big project besides a book I'm writing right now in the works. You know, there's no like launch campaign for a course or something that there has been for a lot of years. So it's actually dealing with the ambiguity and figuring out what you want to commit to in a completely open and free way. And that's, that's uh, it's a, it's an interesting way to make a decision. Is that a peaceful feeling or is that a source of a little bit of anxiety? I only feel the anxiety when I come to events like this or I'm watching my peers. Like I, you can never underestimate the influence your peers have on you. So you hear Lewis is going on Ellen and I'm like, but I want to be on Ellen. That'd be cool. I'd like to be on Ellen for something, but right. I want to be on Ellen for something that I want to be on Ellen. I don't want to be on there talking about how to make money blogging necessarily, right? I love that subject, but that's not what I want to go out into the world to talk about, or at least that kind of stage. So I think it is a very comfortable place to be in, but there's the balance between comfort and some sort of push towards something. You, you can't stop growing. So you have to, like for me, it's been so important to be passionate about the next project. You know, like, I think that's what's great about coming to an event like this because, and even some of the other conferences I've been to, you see what people are working on, you see how they're succeeding and it, it fires you up to go, okay, next level of what I'm doing or even start something different. Like I, I just spent some time with Mitch Wilson. You may or may not know him. He's my, my first ever successful graduate student from my course. Way back in 2007, he started a blog called, um, it was about Miami. Oh, name was Miami Mitch. He wrote about college football. That was his passion. Uh, since then, it's grown into a multi-million dollar sports betting network, right? And it's huge. He's, wow. he's made way more money than I ever made with his business. 
but he credits me as changing his life. And we met for the first time in real life just today in, in the conference. And that was fantastic. You know, it's a, it, it's a lovely feeling to know you helped someone and impacted their life that way. But on the other side of the fence, it's like, he's gone so much further than I ever went with blogging. It's like, maybe I got to hustle a bit more again and, you know, maybe try mm. and reach for some bigger goals and, um, you know, follow down the paths of my own student a little bit. So I, I appreciate that kick in the pants as well. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you mentioned the book, but let's talk about that. What's going on with that? Yeah, so uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> when I was writing my blog, I wrote about personal development a bit more than I do now. I, I, I don't know when you read my blog, but I was, I've gone from writing about blogging, entrepreneurship, personal development, you know, meaning of life stuff. And there was a period of time where I wrote this 10-part series on, it was really hardcore meaning of life type subject. And I promised myself one day that I'd put that content into a book and possibly expand it into a business. And back then I was planning on, uh, you know, at least getting a domain name for it. And I thought about domain names. I really liked the subject of change and creating positive, meaningful, big milestone changes because I felt like in my own life, you know, it took me 10 years to, to reach the point financially and, you know, actually go through three different types of businesses to get to the kind of business that really met all my goals. Right. And that was a goal that I set as a 21-year-old and I was yeah. reaching it as a 30-year-old, you know. So it's a long time, maybe even 28 to 20, 18 to 28. And uh, that's not a, uh, a quick process, but you appreciate it when, once it's done and, and you look back and you go, that was a massive, biggest change in my life ever sort of situation. And there's been a few others like that in my life. So I really wanted to dive into that subject of how do you change the big things about your life that you have perhaps tried to change for years and have been unable to do so. So I bought myself a domain name back then called The Change Manifesto hmm. or just changemanifesto.com with the intention of that being the book, possibly a podcast, possibly a, a whole media, you know, a new direction for writing and teaching and training. So I've actually finally now, almost 10 years later, been able to start putting together the book and hopefully I, I plan this year to get it out the door and, and see where it takes me. It's just been fun to tell some stories about some non-business subjects as well. It will be about business, but it's also not about business. You know, sure. whatever your big changes are, that's sort of the focus. So, Well, I, I'm very pleased to hear that. And yeah, certainly any way we can support that project, I'd love to. Oh, changemanifesto.com. It's up. For the, there's an early notification <laughs> email list. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we always close out with two questions, Jaro. So the first one is where can people connect with you online? I have been saying this for a long time. If you want to find me, Google my name, Yaro. Just Yaro. Y-A-R-O. I've always gone for, I want to be like Madonna or Oprah. Right. One name only, Y-A-R-O. You'll find the blog, the podcast, all my, all my work that way. And um, that's still true. I love that's that. That's still true. Not many Yaros on the internet that compete with. So. <laughs> Fair enough. And then uh, final thoughts. You know, I love the fact that this industry has grown as big as it has, you know, like, and I also love the fact that technology has helped it grow too. Like, you know, look at us here talking into a couple of microphones in the middle of a hallway and you're going to broadcast this to, I don't know how many people around the world eventually. And I've seen people doing Facebook lives out there. I just did a, a video with uh, Leslie Samuel. He's going to put that on his, you know, Facebook page. And people are, I saw another guy wearing Snapchat glasses and he was doing, <laughs> you know, instant Snapchatting. And I just love the fact that these tools and bringing people together globally like you know i was held back and i held back but felt a little bit held back because of my distance from everyone else being living and growing up in australia yet i didn't feel that as the internet grew you know like i was able to see people all around the world start to do things and we started to connect initially through basic tools you know skype and email 
and then we got Facebook and then we got, you know, mobiles came out and we suddenly had all these amazing apps and things like that. And it only seems to get better and better as technology grows. So True. I think uh, that's probably what keeps me in the industry more than anything is that, you know, it's just constantly evolving and there's, there's constantly new ways to communicate and it allows you to reach people and the amount of people you can reach is exponentially growing, like unbelievable, you know, 100 million downloads of the Tim Ferriss podcast. And Tim is just this normal guy at the end of the day, right? You know, Lewis going on Ellen after just having 50 million downloads on his podcast. So these everyday things we can do on the internet can turn us into global superstars, which is very, very cool. Wow. Well said. Uh, Yara, wish wish you the best and just thank you so much for all that you do for, you know, an online space. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) 